Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the RL Football Report, the podcast covering all things football at all levels. My name is Ryan Ketchum, joined alongside Larry Sanderson and Chris Ramirez. We have Bill Jones, also part of our four-man team, but he can't join us for this recording. We're currently filming on Monday, October 24th, 2022, just after this weekend of football. We got your updates with high school, college, and the NFL, first starting with high school football, some Big matchups. Uh, we got the the rankings for you as well. Looking at the rankings right now, you got Modern Day St. Francis Academy, Central St. John Bosco, and Bishop Gorman. Those are your top five teams going in that order as well. Do you think they have that top five right? Do you think any teams can be able to sneak in there by the end of the season? Uh, I think St. John Bosco should be ahead of both of them. They should be the second ranked team in the country. And I think uh, Bishop Gorman should be the third-ranked team in the country. And below that will should be Central and St. St. Francis uh, of Maryland. I think St. Francis of Maryland is going to lose to IMG Academy. I think IMG Academy is going to beat them. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, IMG Academy, that's the last game of the season. That's going to be November 18th. It's a Friday night game, 7 p.m. Yeah, it's uh, it's against IMG Academy. It's going to be at home for St. Francis Academy, so it's going to be interesting to see that one. They're 5-0 and so far this season. But, Chris, what's your opinion so far on the high school football season about those rankings I was just going over? St. John Bosco, I think they're the second-best team in the country right behind Marta Day. You know what? The rematch is going to, it could be a potential rematch. And don't be surprised if St. John Bosco can um, avenge that defeat. Also, like he, also another team that's just as good, too. Um, you forget about Central Miami. They're good. Uh, also, um, Bishop Gorman's right up there with one defeat. Yeah. And um, also, another, also, you look at the Florida school, St. Thomas Aquinas. And Shamanan Madonna. So you got three Florida schools in the top 10. And I think Central is just as good. I think Central is the best and um, third best. And I say look for um, Bishop Gorman, IMG Academy. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of parity for some of these states, as you mentioned, um, Chris, with, uh, you know, Central, Shamanan Madonna, and St. Thomas Aquinas. I mean, all in the top 10. Texas schools. There's no Texas schools in the top nine uh, in the country, but then you look right outside, you see number 10, you got North Shore, then you got Westlake right behind them. 15 and 16 is Duncanville and Geyer. Then you got Katie at number 19, so a lot of parity out there. Uh, Arizona, what Chandler was running away with it, but now you also have uh, Liberty um, in the top 25 as well. So there's a couple schools. You got Langston Hughes and Mill Creek that are trying to battle Buford in Georgia as well. So you got a lot of these top states that uh, do have a lot of representation right now in the top 25. But Long Beach Poly even moving up for California at number 22. You got Centennial Corona at number 14. So with these, we could see a lot of a lot of movement at the top. What are some of those top matchups you're looking forward to see? I know Modern Day and some of these other California schools are going to be finishing up their regular season coming up this Friday as well. So uh, kind of the the finalizations of this regular season 
going into playoff football. What, what are you most looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Saint, uh, in a few weeks uh, at the end of the season, St. Francis Academy against IMG Academy. Uh, I think uh, playing at IMG, that will be a very tough matchup for uh, St. Francis going to Florida and playing them at the end of the season, being the second-ranked team in the country. But um, in California, I'm waiting for this uh, for the 5A uh, uh, Open Division uh, div uh, playoff. Uh, they haven't determined if it's going to be six or eight teams, but there's six great teams, uh, seven and eight. If they decide to have seven and eight, that should be basically a buy for uh, St. John Bosco and, and modern day, but possibly you could have a great matchup in the second round, like uh, Long Beach Poly playing a uh, modern day, or maybe uh, or a Los Alamitos. Los Alamitos is playing really well after losing early in the season. I'd watch out for Los Alamitos. I'd watch out for Long Beach Poly. And another team we're not mentioning is, is uh, Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo lost a, a, a tough 35-30 game to Long Beach Poly. They could sneak in and, and get in get into the, the mix in, in the open division. So California's wide open. Florida is going to be great, but they don't play each other. I wish they would because we don't know who the best teams in Florida really are. Texas. Um, it's probably going to be the same teams, Duncanville, Katy, and uh, North Shores. They'll fight it out uh, for supremacy in the state of Texas. And, um, and Mills Creek out of Houston, uh, they're ranked 21st. They, or they're, they're not, a, no, they're not out of here. They're out of Georgia. And there's, there's seven and one. They could be the threat to Buford out of Georgia. All right, right. And Chris, well, what are you looking forward to seeing towards the end of the season? Obviously, a few states kind of finishing up their regular season. This weekend, a few finishing up in mid-November. What are you looking forward to with these matchups and, and playoff season coming around? Looking forward here in Arizona, I see um, Chandler uh, going to run the table. They got two more after they got three more games, but their last game is going to be a tough game. They play against the rivalry Hamilton. That's going to be that's all. It's never an easy game. That's the only way they're going to get they get through the unblemished record as a hurdle. Regardless of where it is, that rivalries, you know, is always up for grabs. Even Hamilton with two defeats is not an easy task. Um, also, Liberty, surprisingly, in that top 25 out of Peoria, they got to play against it, you know, who's 6-1. And, and they at, at uh, Liberty. So that's going to be a tough matchup because Centennial has always been, always been a national program. They've been down for the last couple of years, but it's always been – they always been the kings of Peoria and throughout the state of Arizona. So don't look, this is not something that's going to be a cupcake walkthrough. And it's also, it'll be interesting to see both teams finish on blemish. They could probably meet for the state title. Um, Liberty, mm -hmm. that'll be interesting. All right. All 
I de- yeah, definitely a lot of interesting games coming up there. Northern California, I mentioned some Southern California teams ending up their season. Northern California, they got about two more games the end of that season. Should be the fourth uh, as some teams in my area in Chico with Pleasant Valley in Chico High. And then De La Salle looking at them, only a 5-3 and three record. They got two more games to finish off. Interesting to see the fallout of, of that team. They had a three-point loss, a four-point loss, and then a 10-point loss. So a couple closed games, but not able to be at the same level that they were before. Uh, Larry, you were mentioning IMG Academy. You know, right now, what, they got a five-and-one season. Uh, the only team that they lost to was Central of Miami. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. They obviously lost the number three ranked team in the nation only by six points. So still a quality team, been blowing out everybody else. And they have that big matchup, as you mentioned, St. Francis Academy, November 18th. Uh, But transitioning now into college football, a lot of big time games. I know we have this last weekend to talk about, but even the weekend before too. The weekend before uh, you have that Alabama upset from Tennessee that, uh, you know, game-winning field goal kick after Alabama missing theirs. You have Syracuse, I mean, really getting on the grind. Michigan beating Penn State. Uh, a, a lot of great matchups is uh, what they have, the Syracuse-Clemson matchup this past weekend. You have UCLA-Oregon. Uh, what did you see out of these past couple weeks and what, what really stood out to you, some of those big games? Uh, Clemson uh, coming back and beating uh, 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 Syracuse. Kate, uh, Kate uh, Klubnick, the, the freshman out of Westlake High in Austin, uh, taking over in, uh, in the third quarter and engineering a uh, winning drive for uh, Clemson to come back and stay undefeated. Uh, is there going to be a quarterback controversy? Uh, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, they play at South Bend in a couple weeks. And that that'll be an interesting matchup, and uh, and probably uh, ten, Tennessee and Georgia. I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, this week, Georgia playing in the biggest cocktail party uh, in the South at uh, at the Gator Bowl against uh, the uh, Florida uh, Georgia and the Florida Gators. But Florida's kind of down. They're not really playing that well. So I think Georgia should beat them by um, two touchdowns or more. Uh, the Oregon Ducks, that very impressive win. Bo Nix looked really well against UCLA. Uh, but they're not home free yet. They, they go to Berkeley to play uh, the California Bears. But California Bears are not a good team. They have no offense with, with a great defense. So I think Oregon should handle them. But they still have to play uh, – play Utah. They still have to play at uh, Research Stadium against Oregon State. And they and they still uh, have to play Washington at home. Luckily, uh, most of those matches are at Austin Stadium except for the game at Research Stadium. Um, and a lot of people are picking Oregon for number four in the college football playoff. And Oregon would have to win a Pac-12 title game in Las Vegas, either against UCLA, USC, or Utah. And Utah, that's probably a home game. And uh, and Alabama, I would not count out Alabama. They're, I mean, teams are always gunning for Alabama. And when they lose, they lose 
in freak, freaky ways, like a field goal at the end or something like that. And um, nobody's ever handled Alabama. Even Georgia didn't even handle Alabama, except in that championship game. They no no Nick Saban team gets pushed around, but um, Alabama plays uh, Old Miss. I'm kind of curious to see what happens in that game, and then they play they'll play Georgia in the in the SEC title game. Right, and and they really look they they looked impressive beating the Mike Leach's Miss, Mississippi State, but the game I'm pointing to is the game at Happy Valley this week. Penn State against uh, Ohio State. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how good Ohio State really is. They played one tough game this year, week one against Notre Dame. The rest were cupcakes, in, in my opinion. We'll see how they uh, play on the road. They haven't really been on the road against any quality oppositions. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see uh, what happens to... Uh, uh, USC, if they could get back in the mix for the college football playoff, being ranked 10th. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, Chris, seeing some of those games this past couple of weeks, what really stood out to you? Ohio State winning convincingly over a tough – score putting up 54 points against a great defensive um, Iowa team. Uh, Clemson just barely winning over Syracuse. Syracuse uh, had a opportunity to – that game. Also a very impressive win with Oregon beating um, UC, undefeated UCLA. And also another one with um, um, Polk coming back from 28-10 to 38 over a tough Kansas State team. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to this weekend's game uh, like Georgia and Florida, always that, that game Jacksonville. That's going to be a tough, that will be not an easy matchup, but I like Georgia. Um, Utah going to Washington State Thursday, not an easy task. Sure. And they got to be ready to play in, up in Pullman. One intriguing game, obviously, I like is Ohio State against Penn State at Happy Valley. So this is another Ohio State has to get through in order to go undefeated into that big game against Michigan. Uh, looking down the line, also another task, task for the Big 12, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, definitely Oklahoma State trying to stay in the race for um, the Big 12 title. They need to win this game. It's going to be tough. It's at Manhattan. So um, another intriguing matchup, uh, Kentucky at Tennessee. Kentucky's top 20, Tennessee at Playing so extremely well, number three in the nation. Like I said, this is possibly another frat game you call for Tennessee playing going into undefeated against Georgia. So definitely that's gonna be a uh, tough math, um, tough task right there. And like I said, um, this is this really a lot of important games here. Uh, this is gonna be was that who's going to be competing for the conference champ um, for the conference championships and that pretty much sums it up here yeah yeah i got got a lot of big time matchups a lot of uh big matchups these past couple weekends some that really stuck out to stuck out to me though too is you know syracuse looking like a football school out there and 
uh, coming up with, you know, great performance against Clemson, obviously in the loss. Um, what the previous weekend, Utah coming up with a big victory over USC. That was a very exciting game as well. And uh, seeing USC go down a, a bit surprising there. Um, you know, looking at, as you mentioned, Chris, with the Ohio State over Iowa game, I mean, Iowa, what was, you know, preseason rankings, one of the top teams in the nation as they were last year and, and this year as well. So obviously they had a fallout, but I mean, you're still going up against a quality team. LSU, I mean, their comeback as well down, I think, 17 to seven and then just blowing out Ole Miss, the seven ranked team in the nation. I mean, fantastic effort that they showed too. Um, TCU coming up with a big win as well, but a lot of big games coming up. Just going over the rankings real quickly. You got Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. That's your top four. Right outside, you got Clemson, Alabama, TCU, Oregon, Oklahoma State, and USC to round out the top 10. You got UCLA just outside of that. You got Utah just outside of them at 14. Uh, you got um, what Kansas State moving up at 22 as well. So got got a lot of um, you know teams shifting right now with some of their matchups. A um, couple games that I'm looking forward to. You guys kind of mentioned the big ones, but uh, you know, a good one could be Illinois and Nebraska. Illinois trying to show themselves in the Big Ten West and uh, Nebraska definitely always putting up good competition. You got Mrs. Uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M. We've seen Texas A&M come up with some big-time victories this season, so don't be surprised if they give Ole Miss some struggles. Always good seeing the Michigan State-Michigan uh, game, too. They always end up um, coming out for those rivalry ones. But now real quick, transitioning to the NFL, got a couple uh, games to go over, too. What were some of the big-time matches that you saw this past weekend uh, that really stuck out to you guys? I, I, I was surprised that Kansas City uh, took it to the 49ers, beat them 44-23. I was very surprised at pathetic uh, Carolina at 1-5 on a fire sale. Uh, took it to uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, beat them 21-3. Tampa Bay now 3-4. and four. Green Bay, uh, what's the problem with Green Bay? Why don't they run the football? Why don't they uh, adjust? Uh, I don't think Matt LaFleur knows how to adjust to a running style, to a conservative running style. That's the only way they're going to win. And they lost to the commanders, and and they are in deep trouble. They have to go to Rich Stadium in Orchard Park on Sunday night to play uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The last time anybody went to uh, Orchard Park, the Pittsburgh Steelers did, and they got blown out 38-3. to I expect Green Bay to get blown out uh, maybe as bad, even worse, against uh, on Sunday night football. That's embarrassing. And uh, and basically, the, the L.A. Chargers, what's their problem? You got the best talent in football. You got a quarterback that's injured. Why don't you play the backup and get him healthy? Because they don't run the football. They rely on him too much. And you get blown out against two and five Jacksonville. You don't show up against Seattle at home. And, you know, what's next? I, you know, you're going to make excuses, you know, why, why you're not winning. You got to get your, you, you got to get your quarterback healthy 
or you're not going to win. You're not. You're lucky. You're four and three. You're lucky in in that in that division. The AFC, the NFC South. Will anybody win six games? So, uh, I mean, uh, the only thing that that I'm praising myself is I picked uh, in the previous shows the the Jets to be something, and the Jets could make the playoffs. The Jets are Very five true. and two, and I even like the Giants. <laughs> and the Giants are playing good football. They have a big matchup this week against the Seahawks at at uh, Loomis Field in Seattle. That should be a good one. And the and the big Ram 49er game because one of those teams are in major trouble if they lose. The Rams would be in major trouble because they wouldn't have the tiebreaker. And um the team to watch out for in the NFC West if they is the Arizona Cardinals because they, they got their their star wide receiver back. And if he gives you mojo, who knows? They might roll off like five or six in a row. Chris yeah. sees them on a daily basis, so I don't know if you agree with me or not about the Arizona Cardinals. Oh yeah, definitely, Larry. Um, they could definitely make a run. They have the now they got Hopkins back, but they'll need to have that execute. They still need to utilize the running game and feed the ball to Connor and Benjamin. I don't know why they continue to just rely on Murray to run. And, and he's just really running for his life. I always say uh, he's not a really legit quarterback, but he's got weapons around here. You've got the tight end. You've got a receivers now. So now they could definitely make a good run at this um, NFC West with the talent they have. They, and it's still like, what is it, 10 more weeks of football left. Ten mm-hmm. or less. We can definitely do it. But another team that's really um, standing out, I'm just want to piggyback <laughs> off of that, is the Jets and the Giants. They have really um, took this, um, took this, geez, took the NFL by surprise. Very impressed with the Jets' rookie core. They have really, um, and who's and then the defensive quarter, Robert Sala have done really an outstanding job with this young team. Just too bad Brees Hall might not be coming back for a while with his injury, but Jets. You count them rookies have gotten it done. And yeah. now we're going to see how far they go. But the Giants, they've been yeah. ball, They've been flat out balling. You know what the difference is? Give the ball to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You already, they almost, they got lucky yesterday. Once again, we saw with the penalty, it wasn't for the penalty. We saw Daniel Jones of old throwing them interceptions. You don't need to do that. You got a running game now. And you you give the ball to Barkley and keep Barkley healthy, right? And but we'll see. I'm still not having my hopes up. It's just like I said, anything can happen in the last ten games for both of these teams. Now I'm going to tell you one team that's really coming out and who's really surprising me. Um, who's really surprising me? Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith. With Russell Wilson gone, everybody was wondering if the Seahawks are going to go downhill. Geno Smith, I think, is a better quarterback this season, better than Tom Brady and um, Aaron Rodgers. He's gotten it done. You know, team is four and three in first place. <laughs> yeah, and Kenny, and then what's his name? Uh, Kenny Walker 
running game is the running core is really executed. People don't give Dino his due. They have played really well. Also, give credit to Coach Pete Carroll for that team going. And let's give it to them. They have done an outstanding job. And yeah. The only problem with that is that DK uh, Metcalf could be out for the season. They yeah. have a uh, a weapon to throw, but they they want to pound the football with uh, Kenneth Walker. And uh, if they had Rashard Penny with Kenneth Walker, they they might they might win. But yeah, speaking about uh, obviously injuries, you got Brees Hall. Uh, he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. You got uh, what Sam Ellinger that's going to be going in for. Yeah, Matt Ryan have to bench them. That that's a bit wild, but um, you know that does it all for us here on the RL Football Report, the podcast covering all things football at all levels. Once again, this is Ryan Ketchum joined alongside Larry Sanderson and Chris Ramirez. We also have Bill Jones, part of our four man team. If you'd like to, uh, you could be able to watch us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment all your favorite ideas. But once again. This is the RL Football Report. We'll see you next time.